welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel and I you know, I don't script anything that I'm going to say on a, on a show. I basically just decide what I want to talk about and then I just start talking. And today I'm a little nervous because um, I want to talk about fascia and I'm so worried that I'm going to just keep talking and talking and it's going to be a super long episode. I really hope I can keep this brief and maybe what I should just decide right now is that I'll, I'll uh, cover it again at another time to get more into in depth. But the the first thing that I was thinking about talking about today was some things that I've seen recently with patients with their fascia lata being super tight. Um, you've heard of the TFL, the tensor fascia latte, um, but we don't often talk about the, the whole fascia lata. So I just wanted to um, explain that our our uh, leg has fascia that that sheaths all the muscles and nerves and everything at a deep level and and it's um and it's like a sausage casing around the whole thigh the it band is a thick part of the whole fascia lata so the fascia lata is like this stocking around your thigh it has connections at the sacrum and the sacrotuberous ligament. It goes all the way down into the ischial, ischium, ischial tuberosity area. In the front, there's connections to the inguinal ligament and the abdominals, the pubis. Um, so it's and it's the thinnest on the inner part around the adductors, thickest on the outer part. Um, and one of the what, I mean, there are. There are different kinds of fascia. There's like a superficial fascia right below the skin, but the deep fascia is stronger and more fibrous. And that's the ones that, that's the fascia that, that envelops different muscles and, and the vessels and the nerves. And that fascia lata is the deep fascia that, that, um, that is, it's super strong. One of its functions is to, um, to be compressive for when you're using your legs so that your body will push uh, lymph and blood back up to the heart. It's um, uh, the same thing with the low leg, the curl fascia of the low leg. One of the functions is to is circulatory, um, but fascia can get injured. And we know from research from um, Robert Schleip and um, the Steckos and, um, Hélène Langevin, that fascia has um, has smooth muscle cells like our vessels do, and that is under the control of the autonomic nervous system. So our body can protectively tighten fascia. 
Um, if there's an injury, your body may tighten the fascia. And that means it's not under our conscious control. We can't just say, relax and make the fascia relax. So you'll find people, especially after surgery, who have very tight uh, fascia lata after like a knee or hip replacement. And, um, you know, you're not going to find that from muscle testing. You have to ask questions. You have to uh, palpate. And um, you'll find this um, a lot, actually. So, and the, the, there are different ways that I approach releasing a tight fascia lata. One of them, of course, is to treat it like an IT band issue because I know that a lot of tension after a hip replacement or knee replacement is going to come from the quads and, and the TFL. So I'm definitely going to treat TFL and glute min. I'm going to treat the quads, going to treat the hamstrings, but there's still going to be that tight fascia lata. So in that case, I want to use um, IASTM, which is instrument assisted soft tissue manipulation. I'm going to put some links to um, Brookbush Institute IASTM techniques because I just think that Brookbush explains things so well and his methodology is the one that I use which is much more gentle than you may have experienced from um, um, practitioners that you've gone to where they're going really deep and they're causing a lot of particular going really hard into the muscle and trigger points etc um, that's not a fascia treatment that's more like a myofascial treatment um, and there's nothing wrong with it but it's not the method that that works best for releasing uh, a tight like tight fascia lata tight fascia so, um, that methodology has to be very light and there's a neuromuscular explanation for that our, our fascia is full of mechanoreceptors as part of our sensory nervous system that allows us to have proprioception for proper motor control. You know how uh, Yonda called it the, the sensory motor system. So because it's sensory and motor working together for smooth motor control, our body has to sense where it is in place. It has to sense how much uh, force is being transmitted in order to use the exact amount of deceleration or acceleration um, to do what we are trying to do. So the fascia is packed with proprioception and that is going to be really important for motor control. Um, so you're gonna, um, you're gonna do some really light, gentle IASTM. I personally would do it in the hip flexors right below the ASIS. Uh, all those tendons are full of uh, proprioceptors and then gentle IASTM technique is going to help tell the fascia to relax. Um, I would go down through the quads, through the IT band, um, maybe the adductors as well. With the, with the guy that I'm thinking of that I treated recently after he had a knee surgery, he, he actually, I actually asked him if his leg felt like it was squeezed in like a sausage casing and he said that's exactly what it feels like so after working on muscles then we were i did some istm uh, i didn't need to see him after that he was much much better um and i would you know i would definitely get into those hip flexors and adductors the it band area um down by the knee um and i just uh i want to let me make sure I said everything I want to say about that. 
Um, I'll put some good links for like TFL and and um, other ISTM areas that are very helpful. That you know the lumbar lumbar dorsal fascia is prone to getting tight. Um, it's that connector between the lats and the glutes, and on a lot of people, it can get very tight. So people could feel a lot of tension in their low back that isn't from the spinal erectors and QL or from the glutes. Um, it could just be a fascia that's super, super tight. Um, you could all, always consider that both are tight. And if you're working with somebody on mobility and you've kind of hit a wall, um, maybe consider working on the fascia and see if that what was uh, see if that was what was stuck. Um, it's not uncommon that that will that will happen. Um, so the gentle technique is because the mechanoreceptors in fascia are for things like light touch, pressure, vibration. If you're going hard, like like going after myofascial um, adhe- uh, trigger points, things like that, know that that's what you're doing. That's fine. You're going to get in there, but you're going to cause a lot of redness and soreness. Um, and that in that case, that technique is fine for myofascial release and i would personally as an acupuncturist i i think we have we have good tools for that that we don't need to use istm for that we can do some dry needling we could get in there with motor points with electric stimulation so but if you know if if let's say you know you're out camping and all you have is your uh, is your istm and you're trying to help somebody then you know know that if you're going deep like that it's for the muscles and the myofascial trigger points that you're trying to get at because if you're inflicting some discomfort there's a completely different response from the nervous system than if you're going really gently Um, your autonomic nervous system will not respond well to a lot of aggressive digging in that's going to cause some discomfort which will not relax the fascia when it's gentle it's like you're telling the autonomic nervous system this area is now healthy and you know the reasons that that it, that the body tensed up to protect are no longer there so you're kind of like re-educating the fascia that this area is now pain-free and the fascia can relax and there's a lot of research on on um, light touch, light pressure, um, vibration, and the body going into a more parasympathetic state. Um, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but you you know there in osteopathy there's a lot of sort of visceral manipulation, the deep abdominal um, areas under the ribs and things like that, but it's very likely that it's a stimulation of the abdominal fascia with pressure. And there's plenty of research showing that that pressure on the abdominal fascia has an impact on the autonomic nervous system, putting the body more into a parasympathetic state. And then, you know, if you look at Elaine Langevin, her research on acupuncture and fascia um, comes to the same conclusion. You're stimulating the fascia with needles causing the body to go into a more parasympathetic state. And if you know anybody who is into more of a naturopathic um, 
um, or functional medicine um, approach, you know that stress, it makes everything worse. Whatever your health concerns are, stress will make it worse. And so really being able to put the body into a more parasympathetic state is going to be beneficial for almost any health concern, which is why I would argue that traditional acupuncture works so well for so many um, health concerns that are especially an internal medicine um, condition. Because if you can help put the body into a parasympathetic state, you're reducing the stress hormones like cortisol, you're allowing blood sugar levels to be better, you're reducing adrenaline, you're making somebody less fatigued, you're allowing the body to heal, you're creating all these good endorphins. There are all those good reasons to, to that, that traditional acupuncture can be really helpful um, regardless of where what your point selection is. Um, if you are um, familiar with Miriam Lee, she pretty much had a formula that she was using over and over and over with great success. And it, and it really, I mean, I know she made some adjustments here and there, but who's to say that she needed to? If you're using the good points that get some good uh, stimulation in the fascia that stimulates the um, you know sensory system, um, a little bit of vibration or pressure in the fascia, you are going to have a positive impact on the autonomic nervous system, which allows the body to repair itself. So really, um, the, f the light touch for ISTM is really essential because it's going to have a beneficial effect on those smooth muscle cells in the fascia, causing them to relax. And by the way, your patient also then feels nice and relaxed at the end of the treatment. So it's a really nice thing to add at the end. They feel nice and relaxed. Um, so that's what I wanted to say about treating the tight fascia lata. But just, um, and I probably have to do a, a second episode about this, but you know, also consider it for things like the plantar fascia, um, things around the knee. Consider using IASTM for traps and neck. Consider it using it for low back, um, the abdominal area, abdomen, very important. Um, hip flexors, right over those um, very uh, tendinous areas right below the ASIS where the sartorius and the, and the um, quads attach vastus lateralis, um, the TFL, uh, IT band can be very good for gentle IASTM as opposed to really digging it in there. Just like see if you can just have it relaxed. Uh, for Achilles tendonitis, awesome. Getting into all of the back of the leg. Um, you could do just the calves or you could get the whole hamstring and calves because it is a posterior chain issue. Um, so really uh, consider assessing fascia for your patients for issues, you know, all, really all issues. Um, it's another argument that you can't just muscle test and then know what to do. Yeah, it's really important that we understand how the body works 
what is really going on with the body. And that, that involves understanding the sensory motor components uh, of motor control and the, the role that the sensory nervous system plays via um, mechanoreceptors and proprioception. That's, I mean, it's really important that we understand that, that we think about it, that we are addressing it as necessary. Um, so you can't just settle for having a patient come in and tell you they're in pain and then just, you know, muscle test their hip uh, abduction and, and flexion and, and, and then just go about your, your treatment. Um, it's really important to understand this, that this is how the body works. And when we have an injury, the fascia is involved. Um, that You'll see that especially with low leg issues. Um, you definitely see it with low back issues. You see it with hip issues. Um, just be aware that we need to think outside of muscles. We need to think about fascia. We need to think about the autonomic nervous system. Um, think about lymph. Think about blood circulation. There's a lot involved. And the more we know and the more we pay attention to how the whole body works, the better our diagnosis will be and then our outcomes are much, much better. Um, imagine how many times you might be treating somebody with a tight fascia latte if you're not even aware what it is or why it's tight and you're just treating muscles. You actually might not actually get the result that the patient came to see you for if you're not aware uh, that, that the fascia lata was the problem. So um, hopefully that was useful to somebody. Um, look in the uh, little verbiage on the podcast, um, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or whatever you're using um, for the link. I'll put a link to at least one of my you know favorite um, ISTM videos from Brookbush Institute, but I, I, I recommend that you just go to YouTube and use those keywords, Brookbush Institute, I-A-S-T-M. And you're gonna find lots of stuff and you'll find things that are that, that appeal to you, that you're interested in for your patients or your own health, because um, that's really the stuff you need, um, not just whatever link I decide to send to you because it's of interest to me. Um, so that's it. I'll do something else about fascia at some at some point, um, but hopefully I have um, sparked some interest among some of you for looking into some things that you may maybe aren't currently thinking about. All right, so um, that's it for this week. Have a great week. I will talk to you soon.